one. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, you know, good they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. You don't know how angry I am. You do have like wrong button. Wrong button. <laughs> I hit the outro button. God damn it. Nothing ever goes smooth. And uh Yeah, it's uh let me just check. I think Rumble Chat is showing up on the screen. Let me just test this. Uh oh seven. Boom! Oh yeah. Well, Wonderful. Uh, shout out to uh, Tax Evaded Blix Sorbet Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how he fixed it. I was doing exactly the same. But uh, a, some people just have a magic touch with computers. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, how should we say, sometimes I'm just a retard. <laughs> what can I say? So, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. I think it's still Christmas. Uh, we have 12 days of it, right? So, uh, I hope you're all enjoying yourselves at a different time of streaming at the moment because kids are home and, uh, how should I say, uh, my eldest lad, <laughs> he gets booted out when dad is streaming and uh, he's, he feels the pain. There is pain in his soul that he can't play Roblox. So, uh, yeah, for the, I don't know, coming 10 days at least, if I'm streaming, it'll be around this time or very early in the morning. So, uh, yeah, apologies for that. Uh, more Euro, uh, how should we say, more Euro... Um, sensitive time i guess for, for want of a better expression so 
what are we going to be doing today? <laughs> yeah, some way uh, vague vetching. Uh, I had some good news today. Um, I was allowed back on Twitter uh, with my original account. It lasted approximately 12 hours. <laughs> it's got banned already, and uh, we'll take a look at why it got banned. And uh, what is that? Why? Why did we get a huge, huge chat in the screen? I know why. Let me just sort that out real quick. Uh, God damn tech. Do this. Do um, uh, uh, this and switch off. Do we need? I don't think we need. Um, Discord being fed in. I think it'll come from. It should come from. Let me check. Let me check. Let me do this. Um. Ba, 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 ba. Quick, 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 quick. Tech check. Do this. And do this. Test. Uh, okay, yeah, so it still comes through. Okay, so that should remove that big block of text coming from general tax. Uh, general chat. All right, so hopefully I don't have to look at any more uh, tech issues at the moment. And uh, let's see, Comfortable says, good uh, good schedule for you. Uh, well, you know, I'm here to please, as it were. So the what we'll be doing, yes, so we will be looking at uh, some kvetching. <laughs> a whole bunch of it today. And then I'm going to take a look at, uh, what's her name? Sasha Lapiova and the International Interdisciplinary Research Team as uh, my uh, experiments are getting mentioned. And um, I, I, I want to rebut some of the claims that are being put out there. So um, do uh, do bear, no, that's not bear with me. Um, I'm, I'm going to do that and then some neuroscience if, if I've got the energy to get through it. So um, I hope everyone is settled in, buckled in, ready to rock and roll. Just close the Discord web client. I already have done... Uh, Simon, uh, way, way ahead of you. And um, I just, I, I wonder why Rumble Chat is not so interactive. Why don't people use it? Is it difficult to use Rumble Chat when, you, when you're watching? Um, you should be able to see it coming up on your screen so everyone's chat is integrated. But um, we can't use YouTube, I'm afraid. Um, we're, we're persona non grata on there and um, might as well just uh, give it a rest for the time being. Wait till the Google files come out. Uh, I hope that the... Uh, wow, it's not like Twitter. <laughs> it's been any better, let me on. And I lasted uh, 12 hours. And uh, why why does Kev get banned so easily? It's because uh, Kev is uh, well, straight to the point about some of the more uncomfortable data that's out there that I think needs to be talked about when we're trying to solve solve the problem uh, that we're in, the, uh, the hybrid warfare, whatever you want to call it, that's dragging us inexorably to the, <laughs> the salivating jaws of the rainbow fascists 
technocratic dystopia we've got in front of us. And, you know, maybe maybe all those that are paranoid about Noahide laws, maybe maybe they're on something. I don't know. But I do think that we have to look at everything. And that's what we will do today. So let us dive into the mainstream. Um, let's see. Everyone says it's easy unless you're mooching on the couch in full screen mode. Um, yeah, and what I would ask is everyone on Rumble, uh, click the Rumble um, thing and, I, I don't know, share the stream out if that's uh, there's a share button there. Get people in here. Get people in here for a dose of scientific truth that will, well, hopefully, hopefully wake them up somewhat. So let's do this. Hope the soundboard is reset. Yes, not so bad. Uh, so, of course, our festive covert moral bio-enhancement. Bio-enhancement being in the eye of the beholder, folks. And in this case, <laughs> I've got an idea who those, behold those beholders are. It's the oligarch class. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, a, a subset, a subset who like bagels and... Uh, <laughs> Gel fit fish. <laughs> the disgusting food. Uh, Simon says, let's just build our own chat and fuck them all. Look, man, I'm down for it, bro. I'm down for it. <laughs> uh, doesn't Rumble have an API? Do they expose a chat endpoint? Mm, not so much, uh, unfortunately. Uh, do, 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 do. Monkey King says Rumble allows you to play in background on iPhone so many may be listening and not watching the chat wow, I go to a lot of trouble to uh, make the visuals all nice <laughs> should be watching alright uh, where was I um, Graham Nutty says IG4, PDL1, P53 suppression uh, still I haven't slept in four days uh, well you're likely to uh, <laughs> increase all those markers if you've not slept in four days may I suggest leaving the meth alone um, <laughs> that's usually a good way to uh, get back to sleep so yes covert moral bow enhancement but uh, one more meme today because uh, I think it's rather apropos uh, this is cholesterol not graphene oxide kids and yeah we're just going to get into some graphene uh with uh, the Sasha Laprovia uh, section. So if you've wandered in here and uh, wondering who I am, that's me, Dr. Kevin McCann. I am a legit scientist. You can find me all over the internet. I now find myself uh, just shouting into the void, shouting into the void, trying to gather, gather my uh, clan. We will get through this. And uh, there's a there's a few others out there um, talking about medical freedom, etc. And yeah, medical freedom is great, but unless you're really going at the source of the problem, well, you're just going to be uh, your medical freedom is going to be constantly attacked. And the um, well hyper focus on just vaccines is uh, well, it's, it's important, but somewhat of a distraction. Now, of course, housekeeping, you must bookmark McCandojo.com. Uh, I even updated it with uh, my, my restored Twitter address, but it's gone. It's gone. Boom. Um, anyway, so let's bookmark that. 
bookmark that. Um, half the time, the rumble chat doesn't show up on your stream. Yeah, um, that's been a tech problem that we've been wrestling with. And um, it, it's hit and miss, the little widget that does it. And the, um, what can I say? It's working today. You can see it on the screen. So um, if you want to, you can chat in rumble or you can chat in Discord. So the link for Discord is on the. Oh, don't we have a stream coming through? No stream. Ah, no stream on McCann Dojo. That sucks. <laughs> Got to fix that. Another thing to fix. So you can uh, go to uh, the Discord chat and uh, join there. And there's register to be notified here at the bottom. Look, and that will take you to an email page. Usually, um, there is a live stream on there as well. But, uh, ah, tax evading blicks. <laughs> Never do everything. Uh, so Nick says, we're the people's front of the Furing Cleavage site. Who were uh, misses? Who uh misses? Hang on, more dick jokes in the... Uh... Oh, I get it now. I'm not a urologist or gynecologist. Um, what was I going to do? Yes, uh, the on this page you can, of course, find uh, the Griff links to support accurate science being given to you, sifting through the nonsense, keeping you focused on the ball that needs to be focused on. Uh, you could become a Patreon. Uh, there's the WTYL.live tip jar. Stream fags, gay pal. Um, if you have a PayPal account and would like to send me a PayPal, buy me a coffee is uh, available. Subscribe star, digital tulips. And we may as well use uh, the weapons that they've got arrayed against us. The QR code tyranny down there in the bottom right hand corner is a QR code. Zap that with your phone and uh, Apple GPay. Um, all sorts of payment options become available to you, all powered by our, uh, how should I say, the, uh, the wonderful, wonderful technology provided by uh, Stripe Payment Processing. We don't see any of your uh, data. Just that moolah as you send it in to keep uh, me and tax evading blicks uh, surviving in the digital trenches. So... Um, <laughs> that was lame. Well, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything, but uh, <laughs> there we go. Right, uh, ba, 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 ba. All right, what's I? So yeah, I've done that, done that. Oh yes, and of course, um, much, much, much of that moolah that I beg for goes to establishing um, our little corner with respect to streaming, um, archiving. You can watch the streamer on wtyl.live. Um, there's a few people streaming on there. And uh, just use Fauci.monster. Um, yes, well, that's what the barcode goes to. But uh, any and all links and uh, all um, all cash, all cash gladly received. Um, and where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Uh, yes, the uh, the streaming platform. <laughs> it's it's expensive. But I think we have to do this because even though Rumble is working relatively well, um, I, I can't trust any of the corporate platforms. They can pull you at any time. 
Um, particularly if you start getting a little too close to the truth, you start being a little too based with your uh, analyses. So um, always, always remember we're trying to uh, always upgrade and it's constant, constant work. And uh, so I hope, I hope you appreciate it. And of course, uh, Ryan Dawson, uh, you can catch his streams on there right now. Um, so that's kind of cool. And are we live on there? Let me just check that. Yeah, it's live. Oh, five people watching there. Nice. Uh, right, so let's get to this. And this incorporates a important clip. Probably it's the reason why I got my YouTube, not my YouTube, but a Twitter account taken within hours of being brought back. But um, the, the clip of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, I think, is an important historical clip. It was from Jordan Peterson's interview with him where Jordan was softballing uh, him questions about uh, Israel's, uh, I don't know, biblical history, I guess. And uh, the... It's the meme, Ralph. Sorry. You can always rewind it, I guess. Uh, so the this clip okay is uh, again historical uh, and it will be of historical significance and a tweet came across my feed from one aaron siri and aaron siri when you read his uh, bio managing partner of siri and gilmstad civil rights involving mandated medicine class actions and high stakes disputes now this is someone who's uh, should be an expert at picking out potential ethical how should we say alumnus that the technocrats are taking with our lives but uh, what do we get from one aran siri um, israel's prime minister explaining Israel became the lab for Pfizer and gloating about persuading pharma to use Israel as lab for future products. Oy vey. one product gone awry and the leaders of Israel may do more harm than their enemies could ever dream of. Now, um, I took umbrage with this statement because I, I, I get that Israel jumped the queue, which they did. Right, promising if people remember promising to pay extra for the uh, access to Pfizer yeah I think it was Pfizer and the, well in in typical uh, as we say Red Sea pedestrian fashion I don't think they paid extra I think I think maybe what 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 was offered was the more disturbing elements of that speech and that speech, if we That's what is it? get to about here, let me just remind you what he said, if you haven't seen this, as he's bragging about Israel coming first out of the pandemic. I'm not so sure that's the case, but um, let's let's listen to old uh, Bibi, shall we? You know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world. Not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database. Now, this is the most disturbing aspect. And this is what bothers me that's not being picked up because this is what's coming in your future. <laughs> Forget about 
I don't know. Parasitic, symbiotic, graphene-driven um, <laughs> demons taking you over. This is the demon that you have to worry about right now. Uh, I'm not particularly talking about Bibby in that context, but you could probably wrap him up in there. It's what he says next that should have everyone, everyone disturbed. Of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let... So the first part is already disturbing, okay, that, that they intend to do that. But what, did they ask the consent of everyone in Israel if they could do that? Was that part of the deal as they forced everyone in to get these vaccines? Now, I'm, I'm not saying that the, the people of Israel haven't been jacked over, but every, pretty much every Western country was made to go through the same ordeal, okay, which was essentially forced vaccination, um, multiple forced uh, PCR testing which would have grabbed your genetic data and um there he is saying that he's going to do that which is a, a terrible terrible um breach of ethics in my mind and but lays out the blueprint of where they want to take us and of course again the next disturbing bit it's not public access oh no 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 it's not just being given away for free here we get the uh, the little uh, hook nose Red Sea pedestrian uh, fine print clause. Uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms. They'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms. Now... I, again, that's something else that I would just pick up on there when he's talking about just medical information, uh, medical firms. But what about defense military firms? Those that are quasi-military and straddle both domains, because that's what these big corporations do. But anyway, um, it's, that's that's the most disturbing thing. Every country, every country has been mandated to have vaccines so that so the oi vey wow god we're, we're the victims here that uh ari whatever his name is siri whatever yeah Aaron siri um is whinging about i would argue he it's a deliberate deflection and <laughs> that's that's what i think because i would guess with a name like Aaron siri uh we may be looking at uh should we say <laughs> I would, I would put, I would put good money on uh, him being circumcised. Let's put it that way. And th for him, for someone who's supposedly a expert in medical ethics and bringing cases, to not point out that is disturbing. So I respond. Shameful, uh, Aaron Siri SG, so-called expert on medical ethics, doesn't point out the disturbing desire to build data mining systems of genetic and medical records in order to give Israel biotech firms the, advance, the advantage in constructing at 
World Economic Forum techno-fascism. Say no to Hasbara dystopia. Now, I think that's probably what um, got me banned. But it's a simple case of find out who you can't talk about and then you know who rules over you. And like I said, this clip is of historical importance. Now, we, we know the sort of rough details. Right? We know that uh, Israel jumped the queue, etc. And they've, they, they have done forced medical experimentation on their own country. But there's a subset in that country, sharks swimming in the sea, that are prepared to profit off that misery. And instead of saying this is all going to be free, open to the public in real time, I guess, for those for those that could use the data. No, it, it gets leveraged for oh, the next industrial revolution, the, uh, the bioinformatic age. And that is of concern to me. It should be of concern to everyone here. And just. Just to uh, put the crowning cherry on this turd. <laughs> Let me just remind people about this. So there are people in Israel who are rightly pissed that they got experimented on. So what did they do? Well, they petitioned the courts to look at the uh, contracts that were signed between... Uh, Israel, and I guess, I, I, I don't know if Bibi Netanyahu was uh, there signing the papers himself, but he he says in that uh, little clip that he was speaking directly with Albert Baller, and they can't find the contracts right now. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. And they want to hand over data and uh, buy data from all the other countries that were mandated to be running their algorithms on? Do we get to look at those contracts? This, this, my friends, is where the uh, real, real battle is. And all, all the time that everyone's going on about uh, oh, my, my medical freedoms, right? It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's pasture, right? And if you, if you was stupid enough to uh, listen to cretins that have been put in as technocratic talking heads. All I can say is I'm sorry, and just don't don't get any more, don't get any more. Um, the <laughs> didn't put his signature on anything. No. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you know, just. Oy vey. Oy vey indeed. And like I say, you know, the, the, the good, a good proportion of uh, the Israeli population have just been bent over and shafted like the rest of us. And, you know, I, I got the impression that they're probably pretty strict in their mandates. I expect if you belong to uh, the right temple or so. So, you know, this is... Um, this is the context in which we're working, and this is the context in which all the censorship is happening. And if people are not talking to you about this, they're not doing their job if they're so-called experts. 
Now, of course, we've got to worry about corporations in other countries and the bastards who mandated as well. But it's that bleeding edge that we have to pay attention to. And like I say, that clip will go down in history if if we manage to uh, prevent them from memory memory holding it uh, in the <laughs> in the in the new dystopian world that they've got coming for us where your where your search results and your data is all going to be individually curated for you because well, you, you might be considered you know your social credit score might not be up there uh, where where they would like it to be you you've engaged in some wrong think in the last few weeks so your search results wouldn't find that um things like uh, contracts which you think such a massive contract of uh i presume hundreds of millions of dollars to buy all those vaccine doses now i bet you if we uh <laughs> if we could find that uh contract there was probably no money paid they probably just it was yeah we'll we'll give you this data for you to work on to data mine <laughs> flavakin suspended as well <laughs> weird they banned you but maybe could have waited 24 hours to name yeah maybe name <laughs> look man i've got to do it when it comes up I've got to do it when it comes up. And this, this to me, stinks of deflection, right? That individual, 100,000 followers, okay, should, should be able to read more into that statement, in my opinion. But no, no, it's, it's all, oh, God, oh, boy, vey, boy, vey, we got tested on. We got everyone got fucking tested on. <laughs> free jabs for free data. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, Graham wants me to click on a link. What's this for? Brazil versus Israel. Uh, yesterday, a new report relating to the contractual negotiation between Pfizer and Israel was published. Sadly, it is inaccurate. What really happened in Israel and how can Brazil plays a key role in that understanding? Oh, interesting. Um, background. On July 2021, I've published on Twitter multiple unredacted manufacturing and supply agreements of Pfizer. I coined the exposure Pfizer leak. The first was Albania. Uh, the second was Brazil, which was digitally signed. Uh, I performed multiple analyses and breakdown of the contracts at the first concentrating of the Brazilian contract because it was and still is the only contract which can be admissible evidence in a court of law. The other reason I concentrated on the Brazilian agreement was the geopolitical environment in Brazil. The Brazilian Senate, run by the president's opposition, had created a very special committee to investigate the government, and they had a very special witness. The committee had summoned Carlos Murillo, who was in 2020 the head of Pfizer Brazil, and got promoted to be the head of Pfizer Latin America. Yes crawling up that corporate ladder folks the, the frameworks of the public private partnerships that are going to come and seal you in to your 10 minute city or your 15 minute city whatever they call it if you don't pay for it you're the product yes 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 is uh, the chat still working in rumble yeah it's still okay um 
There are highlights from his testimony. Pfizer started the worldwide negotiation in May 2020. Pfizer did not prioritize any country. Pfizer had negotiated and signed contracts with the same conditions with more than 110 countries around the world. The contract model was the same used in all countries. Obviously, each country required adjustments due to local regulations and conditions. Pfizer followed the same negotiation plan with all the countries around the world. Pfizer instructed their subsidiaries to start negotiation in June 2020. Hogan Lovells is the law firm that was, is advising Pfizer on a global level. The negotiation with countries was done by Pfizer, not Hogan Lovells. The conditions of exemption from liability are the same in all contracts. Pfizer contracted all the governments at the same time and progressed in parallel. Pfizer did not have different tiers for different countries when it came to the negotiation. Pfizer demanded the same conditions from all the countries. Pfizer only moved to sign the contract with Brazil after Brazil passed legislation 4. or whatever on March 10th, 2021. It was a new public procurement law that enabled the removal of liability. Brazil called some of the clauses leonine clauses meaning unilaterally prejudices the right of brazil pfizer demanded payment to an account abroad contractual disagreements will be ruled in new york city <laughs> imagine that uh brazil will be responsible for all side effects uh let's see uh during negotiations, Pfizer needed the conditions set in legislation. This is why the Federal Senate and Brazilian Congress had to approve the new law. Only then Pfizer deemed the legal conditions in Brazil to be adequate for the signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Brazil? Um, Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Yeah, we get it about Brazil. There was something supposed to be about Israel in here. Where's Israel? Um, Pfizer conducted phase three clinical trials. Yeah, pricing. Okay, uh, okay. Back to Israel. Yesterday, uh, Yaffa Raz published an article about the contracts Israel signed with Pfizer after consulted with Gauji, an Israeli lawyer. Oh, she's a good account to follow, actually. Uh, when I commented on the article, Gal blocked me, and then Yaffa. Let's see why. Mm. Um. Gal has been claiming since July 21 that the contract Israel signed with Pfizer was unique, that no other country had such contract and that any claims anyone me makes otherwise is false and misleading. She's never provided evidence to support her claims. The above testimony under oath of the most senior Pfizer manager in Latin America allows us to look in parallel to Israel, Israelis' contractual milestones and dates and understand them. First, let's look at Real World Epidemiological Evidence Collaboration Agreement, which was first released heavily redacted on the 26th of January 2021 and released again slightly less redacted after a court ordered Israel Ministry of Health to provide a signed copy. Um, Real-World Epidemiological Evidence Collaboration Agreement. The Real-World Epidemiological Evidence Collaboration Agreement dated, yeah, 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 between the Israeli Ministry of Health, acting on its own behalf, yeah, yeah, that's Pfizer, yeah, yeah. Um, conditional, confidential, sorry, entered into confidential manufacturing and supply agreement, dated December 1st, yeah, under which Ministry of Health agreed to purchase the product as defined below. Pfizer agreed to manufacture and supply the product, all in accordance with the terms of manufacturing and supply agreement and subject to certain conditions. Okay, okay. Uh, article, okay. Notice that all versions of the Real World Epidemiological Evidence Collaboration Agreement show that it was signed on 6th of January 2021. What we now know is that Manufacturing and Supply Agreement was signed on the 1st of December 2020. <coughs> 
Article 10 of the reply to Israel Ministry Health that was submitted to the court on 26th of October 22 had stated that the agreement signed between the Ministry of Health and Pfizer... Okay. I don't see much in there. God, it's a long thread. <laughs> Going to get to the point. Uh, the article also had two more dates mentioned. Um, CDA, probably a typo, meaning NDA confidentiality agreement was signed on July 12, 2020. Okay, so let's look at the dates. NDA, according to Carlos Marillo, Pfizer instructed their subsidiaries to start negotiation in June 2020 in order for negotiation to start. Pfizer wanted an NDA, and it seems Israel signed it on the 12th of July 2020. Side letter, as Jaffa rightly stated, we, know, we now know that the side letter was executed by the parties on the 13th of November 2020. We have no evidence that the letter of principles is the side letter receipts mentioned separately. Let's assume so. How long is this? Add to this that Brazil has perhaps the world's highest level of vaccination culture and population was demanding any vaccine immediately. Politicians took advantage of this on both sides, I'm sure. Slightly more complicated, the Senate was using the investigation committee to try to frame the government. If I recall correctly, the purchase was also always done at state level, not country. Also, Bolsonaro tried to avoid that trap, but the Senate enforced full indemnity. Explain it to me like I'm five, why any country would sign such an agreement. <laughs> I don't I don't um I don't get what he's getting at here. So what that they Brazil Brazil got vaccines first? Is that what he's saying? I don't know. <laughs> is there a, is there a quick summary? It's a bit bit difficult to uh, extract all that on the fly. Uh yeah, there's nothing nothing there to... Uh, all chats connected, only on the screen. Oi, and we got uh, Dono there. You can have, sir. Maybe uh, I can do this one for you. Not working? Ah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that one. Should work. Oh. Ah. It's not there. What if I do this? I can enlarge... And uh, sources. I do this for the dummy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pay me 50 bucks and you can have Yasser Arafat. <laughs> He's infested. <laughs> Pally hero, but uh, thank you, thank you. Much, much appreciated, Amanda. Um, 07 to you, sir. Uh, I'm an endless vibration. I don't know who this person is and I can't follow him as uh, my new account. <laughs> it's already gone. It's already gone. Brazil versus Israel. Um, I guess it's just a timing issue. Is that is that what um, is that what he's getting at? I don't know. <laughs> Some someone tell me what's going on. I, I need it. Let me just uh, copy. Let's see. Uh, 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 uh. 
this on the fly. Right, sharp. Uh, right. Um, ba, ba, ba. Where was I? Where was I? Uh, yeah, back to this. So yeah, with contracts, everything, all, all very shady, all very, uh, all very disturbing. With uh, old Bibby here telling you, telling you, they're going to put the genetic data with your uh, records. And I doubt it will just all be medical records, criminal records. Everything will get put in there. They'll try and extract everything out. And you've got your little magic uh, scrying mirror here. <laughs> Your little passports, clocking where you go. Yeah, it'll it'll all be, it'll all be uh, up for sale. So yeah, that's why I think I got um, banned from Twitter within hours. What can I say? Sorry, folks. All right. So uh, sticking with Israel. This guy, former head of Israel Biological Institute, says, I made three mistakes. Pfizer vaccines are dangerous. It's from Jerusalem. In a bombshell tweet issued by one of federal, uh, Israel's most prominent biologists and the former head of the Israel Institute for Biological Research, Professor Shmuel Shapira. The professor says that I made three mistakes with, with the first vaccine, the second vaccine, and the third vaccine in reference to COVID-19 vaccines of Pfizer. The professor added, who says that those who were vaccinated can't admit they were wrong? Okay, uh, Professor Shapira, who was one of the originators of an Israeli COVID-19 vaccine, which was later shelved, was interviewed afterwards on Israeli television and asked to explain his position. He said that even though Pfizer vaccines were not fake and had saved lives, they had also very limited effectiveness, maybe for three months, and have numerous side effects, many of which are severe and have caused loss of life, and they are trying to cover this up. Oh, that bit is true, and that's why I think these... Um, because of the failing efficacy, just fall into the domain of gene therapies. Uh, it's all in uh, Yiddish, whatever they speak. Um, there are publications from various places worldwide about heart infections associated with this vaccine. Heart infections are sometimes lethal, affects young people. There are significant neurological diseases associated and even a rise in susceptibility to cancer. Dr. Sharon Aloy-Price, head of the Ministry of Health's public health section, was quick to rebut Shapira's claims speaking on Israeli radio. Price said there is no possibility yet of knowing whether the vaccines could cause cancer. Oh, <laughs> Quick, deflect, focus on the cancer, um, which develops over a long period of time and might even be caused by COVID itself. Dr. Price said that Professor Shapiro is not in touch with reality regarding the vaccines, which do have side effects, but none as serious as develop none as serious as developing a serious case of COVID nineteen itself. Maybe, maybe, maybe this. Uh, this is not sure. Mutton crew is still stalking you. Yeah, probably. Look, I piss off lots of people doing what I do. Um, you know, <laughs> diplomacy not being one of my strong suits. And again, I think uh, in the current environment, the the time, the time for a gentlemanly academic debate uh, in the easy chairs, uh, pipe in hand. You, sir, are... Uh, your hypotheses are stretching credulity. No, no. Um, at the, We've got this very, very limited window. We must do all that we can. And if there's one person that is required to speak out and call a spade a spade, um, I'll, I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I know it's getting out there. I know it's leaking out. <laughs> because 
and it's it's pissing people off. And uh, and I will be how should I say combative in uh, my interactions with people. Um, it's it's just the way it's. Um, I wish we could have a uh, scholarly debate. But you know, I, I even listened to the Twitter space with uh, what's his name, the Doctor Drew, and the. Li Men Yang's section was kind of interesting. I was sort of half dozing off when she was talking, but I heard her sort of calling out Steve Bannon uh, for being a bit of a reptile and uh, being dishonest and Gao Network being uh, sketchy as well. Uh, bravo to Li Men Yang for sort of holding to her principles and speaking out. I'm not entirely sure that we can blame everything on China in the current environment. I, I, did, did they play a part? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Did they think everything up? That I'm not so sure about. And uh, it just seems to me that there were people who were poised, poised to... Um, benefit from everything that's transpired in the last three years. That's where the data has led me. Oops. It is what it is. Uh, at least I don't think I'm you in my new Twitter account so far. <laughs> Graham, what can I say? She consider it an honour. Comfortably, Lum says, oh my God, I listen to Dr. Drew, Twitter spaces, maroon in my honest opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, look, I get it. I get it that people want to hyper-focus on the vaccines, etc. I, 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 it's, it's an important topic. But it's part of a much bigger uh, subject matter. And, you know, it, if if someone isn't talking about biowarfare, at least Li Men Yang's talking about unrestricted biowarfare. Good on her. She, at least she's got a plausible hypothetical mechanism as to how SARS was constructed. Um, at least she's calling out sketchy networks that are driving the uh, narrative uh, back and forth culture war in in the u.s bravo to her um but again i think it i think it more a global issue and <laughs> like i say i think uh this this is uh where we should be looking all this uh leveraging advantage for how should we say israeli biotech um See, quite kindly says China had overwhelming help from DCDOD if China did this. Uh, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Um, again, how much is sort of World Economic Forum type interactions above transnational governments, etc.? I, I believe that to be a big factor. Um, you know, WEF is an easy target. I'm sure there are groups behind them that. Uh, really, really pull the strings, and yeah, <laughs> they're groups that just oh, business dealings and uh, actually being in the public eye. Oh no, oh no, not for, not for them. No, they'll just be uh, zipping in and out of uh, private airports and planes on uh, other Lolita Expresses, uh, indulging their appetites around the globe. Uh, we'll be lucky to know who they are. Uh, the jabs are a tool, not the disease. Yeah, and like I said, the, it, it, well, my opinion, you can consider it, it, it through the biowarfare lens as a binary agent, especially if there's, which I think there is, there's uh, 
contraindicated interactions between exposure to synthetic spike through lipid nanoparticles or viral vectors and exposure through infection routes. Anyway, um, sticking with uh, Israel and... See, uh, <laughs> juice. Here's another one. <laughs> Bit cultural. I had to put this in there. Just, uh, well, just sort of finished it off. But um, this is this is the insanity that they're trying to shove down your throats in the US. Uh, I'm presuming this is recent. Who can tell with these people? But uh, <laughs> yes, this degenerate deviant cross-dressing big wants to tell you and uh how to how to raise your children and um won't betide you should you not uh indulge their how should we say uh teenage existential angst that's been fueled fueled through uh military tuned psychological operations but anyway let's uh let's have a listen so health professionals have a critical role to play. We must continue and to expand their work to address health misinformation directly with their patients. Now, this includes, but it goes beyond COVID-19. So I'd like to just talk briefly about another area of substantial misinformation that is directly impacting health equity in our nation. And that is the health equity of sexual and gender minorities. There is substantial misinformation about gender-affirming care for transgender and gender-diverse individuals. We are in this nation facing an onslaught of anti-LGBTQI plus action. A fucking onslaught. We're facing an onslaught. I'm fed up. I'm fed up of your rainbow flags and you're flaunting your genitals in the kids' faces because you feel that you've been marginalised by society. Look, if you're going to act like groomer and predate on kids, you probably should be pushed to the edges of society. I'm sorry. Sorry. You don't get to indulge it. You don't get to normalise it. <laughs> what the fuck is gender diverse? Yeah. What, what does that mean? In, in, when I were a lad, with two genders that's it maybe maybe some sort of birth defect crossover type mutants in the middle at the state levels across I mean, the, at the edges, States. not a middle and they are dangerous to the public health the positive value of gender affirming care for youth and adults is not in scientific or medical dispute i beg to disagree on that um, we have numerous cases of, uh, how should we say, gender dysphoric uh, individuals who have been, how should we say, facilitate their, their path facilitated towards uh, bodily mutilation, regretting their choices. And, you know, I was reading, um, oh, what was it, some Green Beret or something like that, and he was basically relating that he went to a psychiatrist and within one session he walked out of there with a bag of uh, hormones and began transitioning um you know i think i think in the bigger picture of things the <laughs> the global war on your mind this is an attack vector that needs to be um constrained this is uh, don't listen to broke back brendan 
um, this this needs uh, constraining. We need we need our Pappy Putin, <laughs> Pappy Putin coming in and telling you like it is that a child needs a mother and a father. So we all need to work together to get our voices um, out in the front line. We need to get in our voices in the public eye, and we can we know how effective our medical community can be talking to communities, whether it's at town halls, schools, conversations with others. And we need to use our clinician's voice to collectively advocate for our tech companies to create a healthier, clean- <laughs> For our tech companies. Like we, like we just haven't seen what fucking nests of fascism that they are. We, wa- we want more censorship, more, <laughs> more controlling of opinion by tech fascist companies and the FBI. And the CIA and the NSA. That's really what we need right now. Holy shit. Cleaner information environment. During a moment when public trust in our leaders and our information is very challenged, the healthcare worker community, the medical community does, I believe, maintain a high degree of trust. And we have to utilize that. And we have to utilize it effectively. Let it burn. Let it burn. This is this is them in uh, corporate gobbledygook, telling you that they're coming for your children, and uh, they they will be uh, well structuring the uh, the tech platforms to facilitate the warping of your children's minds. Let it burn. That's why the Arab world laughs at us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What was I going to do next? Right. So I think we've finished with uh, the Jew for the moment. So yeah, health professionals have no. a critical. Enough. Uh, no. <laughs> Mork vetching. That's right. Mork vetching. <laughs> <laughs> Hotez Hotez has put out an apology If at times I appeared too militant Around vaccines and immunizations, My apologies With highly transmissible virus pathogens We know vaccines equal Our most potent public health interventions My outspokenness was born Out of pure desperation to save lives Nothing to do with me Grifting money from pharmaceutical companies Riding, riding the wave of uh, again the uh, tech-enforced narratives. Nothing to do with the ego boosting there. Nothing to do with uh, should I say eschatological reasons. No, no, no. Nothing at all to do with that. It's just a desire to save lives. And what this is, this bastard knows that the tide has turned and that there have been a lot of people fucked up over the last two years. A lot of people that have lost their lives, a lot of people that have been hurt, and, a, <laughs> and he was, he was there, front and centre, cheerleading it on, cheerleading it on. What he's asking for here is he's going towards the amnesty. Oh God, please, please! I was just trying to save lives. Leave me alone. Leave me and my retard daughter alone. Just a victim. 
Why, Vay, don't you feel my pain? <laughs> Twitter account's not fully configured as to Hoto's blog sheet. <laughs> well, I don't even have a Twitter account. What can I say? <laughs> it's gone. I had it for 12 hours. <laughs> so, um, yeah, these people are getting nervous, and rightly so. Rightly so. And <laughs> to just rub salt in the wound. Hotez. Hotez put this out. Now, look. Sometimes <laughs> a reputation tropes they've they you know they've got some sort of basis in reality and this this is a steaming pile of victimhood virtue signaling again trying to make out that um he's going to be the victim when public rage is likely to pick up and they're going to be asking who put us in this situation in 2023, I will have a series of articles that define the links between anti-science and anti-Semitism. So there you go. If, you, if you've questioned, if you've questioned anything about the last three years and you've, uh, how should we say, uh, not listened to your scientific betters, you're an anti-Semite. Now, you can't look at Bibi Netanyahu telling you that they're, uh, what they're planning with respect to your data and how they're going to leverage it. No, you can't do that. I would be anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's not intuitively obvious, but I make the case it's a continuous thread going back to the mid-14th century. It accelerated in the mid-20th century. Tweets like this have meaning. Uh, triple brackets, hotes, triple brackets. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Maybe it's anti-Semitic. I don't know. But just anything anything becomes anti-semitic when they're when they're trying to wriggle out of responsibility uh, thank you uh alberto putting up the transcript for video live with sasha lapovia um are we still streaming i hope so it's not finished yet yeah, we're still streaming. Um, so, I think, I think that's the kvetching finished. Oy vey. Oy vey. Always, always comes through, folks. Do not allow that type of woke narrative framing stop you from questioning all the bastards that have got us into this position. <laughs> you can... You're allowed to ask. Don't don't let them scuttle off in a in a cloud of uh, rainbows and just don't do it. Oh no, do it. You're allowed. You're allowed to do it. Don't don't let them try and bamboozle you saying that you go. Oh God, the Holocaust. Oh yeah, anti-Semite asking those questions. Lap origins. Jew hater. <laughs> All right. So I think we can move on from there. Uh, so um, this was an interesting uh, data out of Japan uh, looking at uh, some interesting 
how should we say, observations uh, around uh, shahids. ワクチンと死亡との因果関係を研究する医師もいます。最近増えてきている理由って。広島大学医学部長尾正孝教授、法医学者として年間100体以上の遺体の解剖を行っています。長尾医師が注目したのはワクチン接種後に亡くなった
तबीयत साफ हो गया सालो यू हैड एनफ and uh, let's see let's go down from this one uh, no, pause and there's another one no no shikumi o shiraberu ishi mo kochi daigaku igakubu wakuchin seishu mo ni okiru hifu no shikkan o kenkyu shiteiru sano shigetoshi tokunin kyoju kono shashin wa 70 dai no dansei kanja de 右腕上腕部の皮膚の組織が絵師を起こしています。他にも帯状疱疹や一旦治っていたヘルペスの再発など、ワクチン接種後に皮膚疾患が起きた患者を何人も診察した佐野特任教授は、幹部の組織を特
then maybe, maybe, I don't know, central nervous or peripheral nervous system transfection. It's causing that. But, you know, pretty disturbing. My dad's bones were eaten away. The bones, what the fuck? He had four jabs. Well, Sven, um, what can I say, dude? Anyway, uh, that's the link where those videos are. Someone was asking. Oh, let me put that in the rumble chat just for those that are interested. Uh, do, 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 do. All right. That's what my stepdad gets every booster. A giant burning rash, but his home keeps jabbing him. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. If you tip via Fauci.monster, there is more coin. Direct Kev. Yes. Please. Please, please, please. Right. So, uh, moving on. So, this from uh, Jicky. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to, just to sort of hammer home that maybe there are uh, some uh, some animals that are more equal than others so what you didn't know that Pfizer what you didn't know that Pfizer employees got special batches that didn't have to go through the TGA analysis process makes you wonder what other special groups had their own batches doesn't it do you know what else is not in the death batch log so Jicky is looking basically there are hot batches being identified in Australia with deaths and uh, any of the seven batches reserved for Pfizer employees. So Pfizer employees were getting, uh, well, I would say, <laughs> the quality testing done on their batches. Oh, fuck, it's half two in the morning already. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get to uh, half what I wanted to do in this stream. I'm gonna, I might have to uh, do it tomorrow. But this was interesting. Rogue antibody, a mystery pathogen behind AstraZeneca blood clots. Um, uh, I'm going to press on. I want to at least get to uh, Sasha. Um, so here's the link for that. I'll put that in the chat. And I'll put this. And uh, oh, wow, 121 watching in Rumble. Amazing. Um, yeah, so there you go. More, uh, more safe and effective. More safe and effective evidence there for you. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, this was interesting. Uh, Camilla Georgie among the suspects for fake vaccinations. She, uh, <laughs> look at that grip. She's got veins on her forearm like a, I'll not say it, but she could give me a forearm smash any day of the week. Uh, let's see. Anyway, um, she's now being taken to court. Uh, apparently a group of doctors there were giving out uh, fake vaccine certificates and uh, yeah they're all <laughs> this this is what's coming for you folks when they when they instantiate all the uh, the digital IDs there's been very very little getting around it and you know even like pro sports players can't find a, uh, a sympathetic doc they're just uh, why didn't they just say allergic to reactions that, that could have worked. But no, they had to lie. Um, all right, so... Did, 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 where was that one? And uh, yeah, I think I can... Uh, time for Shahid's. Um, now, just as a caveat to this, um, I think this was from Steve... 
Oh no, it's from Dr. Asim Marotta. Um, I don't know if these people died. Um, these are people keeling over from doing heavy deadlifts. Um, it's easy. I've, I've seen people pass out doing <laughs> deadlifts. So maybe it's just that. But uh, for, for entertainment's purposes, we'll consider them shaheeds. Welcome to TV, I will, bro. We salute the Shahid. Don't you know there's an environmental crisis going on? Sequester your carbon for your betters. Enough. And uh, apparently, uh, and I might have done this story the other day, but head of Russia's Admiralty shipyards dies suddenly. <laughs> Even the Ruskies are getting a taste of it. Um, again, I don't know what that is. I, just, I needed something for the Shahid section. So. It's a short Shahid section today. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Shahid's done, and let's uh, let's move on. What was this? Uh, China news. Um, maybe perhaps five thousand people dying daily. Yeah, we'll move on from that. And uh, um, apparently, it's uh, um, politicians and celebrities uh, being taken out. Uh, there was a opera singer the other day. Um, she was quite a pretty young girl, actually. I will say she was in her thirties, but um, died suddenly. <laughs> or COVID got her, I should say. And you know, I, what what can I say with respect to what's going on in China? We covered the stories last stream where they're not going to give out data. No country is going to. They they they've stopped reporting about uh, <laughs> about COVID, so we don't know. We don't know what's going on, and I would imagine that they're going to be fudging uh, deaths. Uh, death stats i guess <laughs> going forward from this can't have the plebs knowing that they're being picked off a friend sends me shaheed articles almost every day it's amazingly ridiculous yeah you know there's plenty to choose from but i want to get on to uh this full screen so uh that's messed up my tabs and just do this do this we have this from uh sasha latipova and this is following on from this article she did december 23rd um nobody knows what's in the vials and um i've been quite impressed with sasha up until this point i have to say i think she does an excellent job working through the uh, the industrial side of manufacture and the pitfalls that can occur when scaling up anything you know as complicated as gene transfection technologies for global population and, and like I say she's done an absolutely fantastic job in that regards yet what she's gone and done I would say is uh, she's she's just leapt over the um, 
the edge of credibility because she starts talking about graphene um, being in the shots. And, and, you know, she mentions my data. Well, <laughs> she um, credits Steve Kirsch, but Steve Kirsch is talking about my data. And um, do, 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 let's see. Um, ben, who is she looking at? Um, Pablo Campra, again, very suspect. Uh, Sandre Bota. Uh, I think is the blonde-haired bimbo who thought that air bubbles were magnetic nanodiscs. Uh, the Argentinian group, uh, again, dirty slides, very obvious. Uh, German team, again, all these sorts of crystal inclusions, etc. Um, until you've done spectroscopy, um, I would uh, be very, very skeptical. And... Um, Let's see. Only, well, the only people that I know that have done spectroscopy are myself, uh, the German group, and um, Campra in Spain. And I, again, I don't, I don't trust the Spanish data. I don't trust it that it's come out with Cinque column, and we don't see them do the experiments. I'm sorry, until and under the current circumstances, unless you've seen them pull the vials and crack open unsealed vials to look at look at the uh, the contents you can basically dismiss um any of the more lurid claims and like i say everything that i see here um is cholesterol and literal fibers that you pick up in dust in the air and what i've seen these people do they're not doing it in clean rooms and you've got to be in exceptional clean rooms to make sure that slides are not getting contaminated. Sorry, you you, you don't you don't get to say that these are these are graphene um, like internet fiber optic cables. We've heard. <laughs> and again, what you see on here, uh, very obvious cholesterol crystals, cholesterol, uh, cholesterol. And, um, yeah, I want to say she mentions graphene in here. So, rather than graphene. Yeah, so almost all vials examined contain high contamination levels of various metals that are toxic to the human body. Um, not so much in the ones we saw. Uh, there was some copper nanoparticles, which were interesting in, not AstraZeneca, Janssen. Uh, let's see. So uh, this finding is consistent across all groups and methodologies. Again, I would say uh, be very, very careful um, making huge sweeping claims like that. And, um, you know, I'm I'm inclined to agree with uh, what's his name? The pathologist. Oh, his name slips me. Cole. Ryan Cole. And um, you, it could be coming from the needle that you're you're pulling out the uh, the sample with copper. It definitely isn't, but um, you know some of the chromium and all those other metals for sure could. And you know if they've gone and um, uh, sputtered the sample with uh, 
palladium or platinum. Um, you get all sorts of uh, um, unusual signals. So additional findings include various forms of carbon, including potentially graphene oxide, which is a known toxin. Uh, finally, almost all vials examined contain a variety of nano and micro particulate contaminants. Another conclusive finding with plenty of photo and video documentation. Again, um, I think a lot of the time what people are looking at are dirty slides. Just remember, folks, how hard we had to get work to get clean slides, clean slides that we could look at and just be confident that we were um, pulling out the um, confound of dirt on the glass, just handling the slides, etc. And like I say, everything that I've seen um, points to uh, poor handling, poor environment, and miss interpretation of the results the only group that's got it right is the german group and they didn't find any graphene oxide we didn't find any graphene oxide the only person who's found uh, who could really say that they've done a test for graphene oxide is campera in spain but again i don't trust anything from that group sorry um until until i see them do the experiment and do the comparison and again um did any of them have the positive control there with graphene samples like we had no they didn't <clears throat> kev get an interview with ryan cole look but most people are going to avoid talking to me because um they happily use my data but i'm just a little bit too edgy a little bit too uh out in front of the curve as it were with respect to looking at this data and it's that simple and look i don't mind it it's it's the way it has to be and it's just it is what it is uh, man says, Kevy Boyo, um, any proper scientist knows to stir their slides with their Sonicare toothbrush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Their peer under microscope examinations, uh, shapes and structures of various sizes, ribbons, fibers, crystals. Uh, several published reports by qualified and credentialed microscopy experts have excluded the possibility of environmental dirt on the microscope slides. Uh, I don't think so. Sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, and just to um, show you some nice examples of... Uh, oh, God, do it here. Cholesterol. Boom. <laughs> Still growing. Um, there's some cholesterol crystals. This is, uh, it's not dark field. Uh, it's a bit higher magnification for dark field. Um, and these are very, very small uh, cholesterol crystals. Because you know what? I made those. Piss them into a jar for uh, your entertainment. Your scientific edification, folks. That's right. How Kevy will uh, go to the extremes, pull out his blood. And... Uh, <laughs> piss in a jar and like I say that's uh, that's just a nice well-formed cholesterol crystal and you know she even goes on to say that uh, they're responding to 4G um, at some point um, is it in this article or this one and the 
But and so this group, International Interdisciplinary Research Team, David Hughes and Daniel Brody video. So let's have a let's have a look at this, shall we? Link to the video is here. And link to the paper. Now we looked at this paper. This is this vaccine um, journal, and it's uh, how should we say? Um, under most instances, I don't think I don't think it's getting uh, or the the reviews are given by people with uh, how should we say a particular ideological persuasion. Um, and uh, look, th what they th they're showing, and I think this is from this guy in New Zealand, where he sort of show he, he's claiming that the crystal is forming and reforming in. Um, in a 4G environment, and now crystals do that. It's a consequence of the uh, temperature and the solution, and sometimes they can sort of come in and out of solution. I don't think it's got anything to do with 4G. I've got a I've got a router sitting about four feet away from my microscope and samples, etc. I haven't seen I haven't seen them. Coming and warping in and out with uh, quantum effects. Sorry, you don't see quantum effects at this scale. It, 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 don't let these people confuse you with scientific gobbledygook. Um, <laughs> yeah, even Tesla coil couldn't do anything to them. Uh, but... Yeah, that, that, and again, until we see the video being done, and that, that looks like a crystal just forming out of the uh, fluid as it's drying. And depending on how the fluid is moving across the slide, particularly if the uh, the objective light underneath is not an LED, but a, a you know old school sort of, uh, what do you call them, tungsten-like lamp, you get a lot of heat coming off those lamps so again it'll, it'll change the dynamics and you know the fact that these people are linked with uh our good favorites uh where are they uh i won't do it on this screen wait i'm on the wrong screen you had enough Um, so let me just sort of rewind this just to give you what they're, they're claiming is uh, the effects of uh, 5G on these crystals. And now I've, I've looked at enough of these samples now. I can see bacterial contamination in there and I see uh, cholesterol crystals. You know why? Because I've done spectroscopy on them. So did the German group. And uh, speed it up and we don't know what direction that's being played with. No sound.
Fauci as well on my bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, there are some key texts around at the moment, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, what else you got there? Oh, I've got all kinds. I've got Ian Davis's uh, Pseudo Pandemic, I've got Anthony Sutton's Wall Street uh, Trilogy, mm. I've got Nazi Billionaires, the Nazi Hydra in America. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you read, uh, I think it's Stephen Poole's uh, Unspeak? I haven't, I haven't even heard of that one, actually. What's that? What is that? It's really nice. It was uh, his uh, response to all of the rhetorical contortions that we saw after 9-11 uh, and the uh, how the how language was being uh, corrupted by the powerful uh, manufactured consent for the yeah. the war. I was very surprised I've not come across that. I was uh, just rereading Edward Curtin's uh, 2016 piece about the weaponization of language after 9-11. Very powerful stuff. You know, he talks about the, the unthinkable and the new Pearl Harbor and these phrases which are being dropped in even before yeah. this act happened. And then just amazing the kind of psychological power that they hold over people. It is amazing, isn't it? The power of the yeah. work. It really is. Um, yeah, I recommend Pools Unspeak. I think you'll like it. Great, thanks for the tip. I'll certainly check that out. Yeah, so I think this, is, this will be a good conversation because you and I are coming at the story of COVID, the COVID-19 narrative. We're coming at it at, from somewhat similar angles in the social sciences. And, you know, I... Uh, coming from it, from the social sciences. <laughs> Look. Look. Um... He's the author of this paper, right? And this, um, PDF, okay. And, um, come on, load. Why? A piece of shit. Um, he's a social scientist um, dipping his toes into uh, materials science. Again, that's cholesterol, cholesterol. I've seen all these effects. Okay. And this, this is... Um, disturbing that we should have senior lecturer in international relations i don't think this dude has ever even picked up a fucking microscope let alone anything approximating in-depth analysis of, of high-tech materials now look to be fair in that interview i i kind of agree with their take where we're going, we're going for it. They're barreling us towards this dystopia. Rainbow fascist technological nightmare. And we, we need people to speak out. But God damn it, if you're, if you're going to start making ridiculous claims that the evidence doesn't support, then what happens? You get blown out the water. Between July 2021 and August 2022, evidence of undisclosed ingredients in the COVID-19 vaccines was published by at least 26 research research teams in 16 different countries across five continents using spectroscopic and microscopic analysis. Despite operating largely independently of one another, their findings are remarkably similar and highlight the clear and present danger that the world's population has been relied to regarding the contents of the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, 
what I want to do is I want people to stop focusing on what is standard chemistry that anyone who has a background in it will just, again, wipe you off the floor. Try to get a grip on the toxic biology. Understand the toxic biology of the spike protein. We know that that's going around and is associated with tissue damage. We've got the autopsy data now. What, what do they find? Expressed spike protein at sites of injury. We just saw expressed spike protein in herpes lesions. Trying to claim that there are special self-assembling nanobots in these concoctions isn't going to help. It really isn't. At least they disclose being social science guys. <laughs> All right, where were we? Uh, despite oh, I did that, um, this raises grave questions about the true purpose of the dangerous experimental injections that have so far been shot into 5.33 billion people, over two thirds of the human race, including children, apparently without informed consent regarding the contents. Look, man, I'm on board with that. Surprise findings include sharp-edged geometric structures, fibrous or tube-like structures, or crystalline formations, micro bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. Not uh, not nano discs, and possible self-assembling nanotechnology. He's not qualified to be saying that. <laughs> you know what? The only the only people who who, who I would say have, have had the um, technical ability to really be looking at at these vials is the German group, and I've spoken with them, and at, we agree that our findings concur. No graphene, just cholesterol. Salts, maybe some metals, and they had they had a specialist who worked with uh, graphene nano fibers structures. Look at these things, and they even did the mass spectrometry. No, nanobots, quantum jumping super materials from the future this is this is a form of gaslighting and i'm sorry we have to hold ourselves to standards as well and when these people are going around and um and, and like i say it, it in my mind it it's it's a distraction almost to what's coming next which is the uh, the closing of the digital gates around your life that's probably the next phase of this action that they're taking. Um, the blood of people who have received one or more COVID-19 vaccines appears in case after case to contain foreign bodies and to be seriously degraded with red blood cells, typically in rouleau formation. And again, um, everything that I've seen there seems indicative of amyloid. And that's what that's what the autopsy studies have shown. It lights up with Congo red. Taken together, these 26 studies make a powerful case for the full force of scientific investigations to be brought to bear on COVID-19 vaccine contents. Oh, and that I can agree. Um, but <laughs> all the time that you're saying that there are nanobots and transformers in there, nah, that that ain't going to happen. Sorry.
focus on the real hard questions focus on this where they want to take you who's driving it who's asking these hard questions Kev could be rich just join the nano grifters yeah Now, I guess, and kind of looking back, um, we'll we'll watch this. And look, I, I'm in agreement with the context of what they're describing at a sociological level. If that's what they are, social scientists, please, we need your help. Stick to that. Don't go fucking writing high tech scientific studies about material science. You're not qualified to do it sorry and it just comes off as fucking lame and stupid and just giving fuel to the likes of stupiders over the past couple of years in talking with you and some of our colleagues um i've always been fascinated by how people are conditioned by the media i don't know what's wrong with this clip but it sort of jumps and i think there must be some sort of filtering that they've done to sort of cut out like pauses or where they've gone sort of um or are and it's sort of it's got an odd cadence to it and it's nothing that i it's it's not your stream messing up it it actually looks like uh it just looks odd yeah to do things that they otherwise wouldn't do if they weren't so wound up and agitated and i think that when we look at the structure of our thoughts and how those thoughts are communicated that just sounds like a fucking robot to me in political discourse how they're communicated in writing in newsprint and how they're communicated in the media that reveals the structure of those thoughts they reveal something quite deep about the people's concepts of who we are as a herd as Lippmann uh, referred to us so i think you and i the work that we're doing and uh, our colleagues who are interested in propaganda i think we're doing some good work it seems to me it's really at the base i fucking beg to differ you're not helping you're not fucking helping it's foundational and it's fundamental to all of these perversions of truth that we're seeing what are your thoughts about that? When did you begin to smell a rat? Oh, <laughs> um, right from the start. In my case, it was with the passage of the Coronavirus Act in the UK in March 2020. And to my mind, this was very, very similar to the passage of the USA Patriot Act after 9-11. In that, it was a large piece of legislation containing some quite draconian measures that was rushed through Parliament very quickly under supposedly emergency circumstances in a state where the public was essentially traumatised and panicked. And this managed to evade any kind of democratic oversight any kind of accountability and this was in place for the next two years in I, I, I agree with them please um from a, look at legislation that that's what you're going to be good at we need people to do that please we need sasha to be talking about the uh the problems with manufacture and all the regulatory frameworks that it has to operate in and how they've warped those we, we need all these people but please 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 Stop with the fucking nanorobots. He fat. <laughs> yes. Britain. So when I saw this kind of trauma-based psychological operation being put into effect in order to push through legislation which in many ways opposes the principles of democracy, I immediately knew something was wrong and I immediately knew that this was another deep event, to use the words of Peter Dale Scott. So I suppose you could say it's part of the work that you do as an academic and looking for, well, and seeing patterns looking back through history and seeing how patterns emerge in discourse to uh, shape the way people uh, experience 
quote unquote reality. Yeah. So you referenced the 9-11 narrative and the measures that were put in place through the, the Patriot Act. Interesting example of uh, doublespeak. So I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, we both are interested in this narrative that we're seeing now as it continues to play out. And we are writing about very similar things as regards to the narrative. And I'm just kind of curious why you wrote the article that you did initially in the uh, International Journal of Vaccine Theory, Practice and Research. Right. Well, I was suspicious of the so-called vaccine rollout from the very beginning. I was suspicious from the moment in April 2020 that Bill Gates said, we need to vaccinate the entire world. I thought, why? That sounds to me like an assault on bodily autonomy. I was suspicious of the fact that a new form of so-called vaccine was being proposed that could not possibly have any long-term safety data. I was suspicious with the about the speed with which these clinical trials were being carried out, and they're still not finished. So technically, these products are experimental. They are unlicensed. I was suspicious of the way the manufacturers were fudging some of their claims, for example, the 95% effective claim, which is a relative concept. It turns out to be about 1% in, in absolute terms. And of course, a lot has emerged since in terms of, for example, Pfizer trying to hide the data, just how untrustworthy these organizations are. Now, most of this was known even before the so-called vaccine rollout began in the UK in December 2020. And then when we get into 2021, I became deeply suspicious because initially the claim was, well, we'll only offer it to the vulnerable and those who need it. But very quickly, that morphed into a very systematic, calculated and cynical attempt to get this stuff into as many people as possible, methodically working its way down the age ranges. And my line in the sand came when they came for the children. I think this is Bravo. I, and I say I'm not I'm not disagreeing with this, but again, my, my issue is around the um, again, nanobots. <laughs> it's, uh, that paper shouldn't be published and be part of the scientific literature. Sorry. It's an absolute abomination. There is no scientific or ethical justification, at least not a sound one, for giving these products to children. So that's why I produced the February paper. It was called COVID-19 Vaccines in inverted commas for children in the UK, a tale of establishment corruption. So it's a 15,000 word, meticulous, detailed, careful analysis showing that at every point, even going back from before the start of the rollout, there never was a justification for this. So in that context, when from July 2021 onwards, evidence began to emerge from all corners of the globe regarding what was actually in these shots, um, microscopic and spectroscopic analysis. In other words, primary research, primary evidence, not taking the manufacturer's claims at face value, not believing in what the regulators or the governments have to say, but scientists doing real science, not the science, capital S trademark. <laughs> I'm vexed. Which is this kind of pseudo-scientific cult mentality that they're trying to, 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 to foist upon everyone. But genuine science, curious, independent researchers looking for themselves at what is both in the vials and in the blood of uh, vaccinated patients. And the results were really rather disturbing. So it did remind me again quite a lot of 9-11, of because in my opinion, what we're looking at here is a crime. And one of the great travesties of 9-11 is the general failure, particularly of the academic community, to do the necessary due diligence regarding the crime by conducting a honest, thorough, and proper forensic investigation of what actually took place on the day of 9-11, looking carefully at the events of 9-11, looking at the empirical evidence, okay, getting out of the world of narrative and scientifically examining the evidence. So I was very keen that this also be done regarding the so-called COVID-19 vaccines. And I wanted to know what's actually in these things and what's actually going on and what the ulterior agenda might be for trying to get this into everybody. So I became very interested in these studies which were being done all around the world. At first, I thought there would probably be maybe six or seven. But when I started gathering them all together, I ended up with 26 that I cite in my paper. Indeed, the 27th came to light uh, just before the article went to press. And what is so disturbing about these studies is that they converge on remarkably similar findings and this involves a whole host of undisclosed ingredients in the vaccines, very similar items that then appear in the blood work of patients, and also the proportion of patients whose blood goes into what is called Rouleau effect, which is, a, I believe it's French for stacked coin, so to give a visual analogy, so that the red blood cells, instead of looking healthy and, and, and spherical and apparently free-floating, they, they instead clump together uh, almost coin-like. This is associated normally with quite serious disease, and study after study was, was reporting this. So even if not everything, not every image in the, that I show in my article from these studies uh, is necessarily concerning or nefarious, even if some of it has an innocent explanation, 
information. There is so much of it. And as I say, some, a lot of it is quite similar from study to study. And these studies were done independently of one another, and yet they corroborate one another. But it became very clear to me that we have been lied to. And the case is very strong indeed that these injections contain undisclosed ingredients whose purpose can only be nefarious. And if you consider that 5.4 billion people have allegedly taken one or more of these things, they cannot possibly have had informed consent because they were never shown the kind of images that appear in my article. So we're looking here at a mass violation of the Nuremberg Code. And in that case... Again, um, I'm inclined to agree in this instance, but um, if, if you're going to start going down the Nuremberg Code, better, better to stick with what we know, right? The, uh, the toxic expression products and the medium in which they've been delivered, the lipid nanoparticles, which uh, in most cases are, are <laughs> cholesterol-based. That's what they're looking at. And the, the rouleau and the structures in the blood, that's coagulopathy and amyloidogenic proteins sticking together. That's what you're looking at. Stick with that. It seems to me that, numerically speaking, we are looking at the biggest ever crime against humanity. Yes, um, it is It is shocking every time we, we see the images. I'm always at a loss to... I, I question myself and whether I should share the findings with colleagues who are still under a kind of hypnotic state. I, I simply don't. <laughs> These fucking jump cuts are uh, giving me a hypnotic state. Jesus! Jesus! Know what I can do to awaken, or to, to at the very least share this rather troubling information with you know friends and colleagues. Yeah, so this is one of the reasons why these psychological operations are successful, is the degree of mind control is enormous and pervasive right throughout society. The scale of the lies are so huge that ordinary people struggle to, to comprehend them or to believe that lies on such a scale are even possible. And that, of course, is a principle which we can trace as far back as Hitler's Mein Kampf uh, in 1924. But it goes further than that because the methods used are deliberately designed to be trauma-based. Much of this goes back, of course, to the CIA's MK Ultra program. They are conjoined with very sophisticated media mind manipulation techniques, for example, Agreed, agreed, agreed. Or planting key messages at the moment of trauma, repeating a message over and over and over again, certain key concepts, certain key words, language itself becomes weaponized. For example, who was using terms like self-isolation, social distance, COVID-19, lockdown? Who was using these terms before March 2020? And yet all of a sudden, there's this traumatic rupture in which they want us to believe that a new normal has arrived and that everything has changed. Again, the same kind of concept that was used after 9-11. Everything has changed, everything's different. This is a traumatic rupture. At that moment, this new vocabulary is implanted. And of course, every time we use that vocabulary, it is subconsciously triggering that moment of trauma again. I mean, I'm actually writing a book about all of this at the moment, the, the psychological warfare techniques they used, and there are so many, there are so many, it's, 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 it's extraordinary. Help my PTSD. Toughen the fuck up. Stop. Stop writing papers where you don't know what you're talking about, would be my help. You're not helping. You're not fucking helping. And Sven asked for uh, this. Analyze this. Analyze these people and their motives. What does it do to people with... Uh... Uh, you know, with uh, meningitis. What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What, what does it do it? to people and with uh, so shingles became, and herpes? Will, the, the just seen that. Lab for Pfizer, and that's how we did it. We got it out, and we gave the information to the world. Not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical, personal medical records for entire population. A genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay. Will they? Will they? So sure. Pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands 
This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database. Okay, I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's your fucking smoking gun. That's your smoking gun right there. And you know, all of uh, all the stuff that he's talking about. Yeah, I agree. They're all psychological operations on you. Say, <laughs> so I, I, I quite, I quite like his sociological analysis. I do. Um, please, please. Stay, stay away from the quantum nano transformer tech. Not helping. Stick to stick to what we know, which is the toxic biology. That's that's how you land shots in this case. So what this produces is a situation where the majority of society appears to be under a spell. It appears to be hypnotized. And again, that's, that's by design. That's, that's not accidental. Uh, there are very sophisticated ways for achieving this. But what it does mean for those who can see what is happening, who can pierce the spell, if you like, is it's very, very difficult to communicate with people who are under the spell. In fact, it's almost futile to bother doing so because the, the programming is so strong that it can often elicit a very visceral reaction. So you've probably seen the videos, for instance, there was a comedian whose name I forget, but he was driving down the street with a, a loud hailer, kind of telling people that they've that been and one guy on a cyclist, when the, when the car stopped at a junction, he got off his, his bicycle, picked it up, and smashed in the windows of the car with his bicycle. There was another case of a, a woman talking about this a very polite, reasoned, friendly American woman who was talking about someone she'd met in 2020 on a beach, was having a very reasoned discussion with this woman until it came to the issue of vaccination. And when she said that she had been vaccinated, the person she was talking to absolutely lost it and just yelled and screamed at her for about half an hour in front of her kids. So unfortunately, this is what we're dealing with. It goes beyond reason. It goes beyond communicative rationality. And it creates real problems and it's created real divisions throughout society. Society. Old friendships have been lost over these kinds of issues. Deep divisions have appeared within families. And it's really, in that sense, atomized society and really kind of torn the social fabric. And again, this is this is on purpose. It's, it's all part of the divide and rule strategy. But in terms of how best to, to go about dealing with it. <laughs> followed by, followed by Hotez coming in, calling you all anti-Semites for questioning, questioning Bibi's motives. Oh, we'll just, uh, we'll just hand that off to Israeli companies, Israeli biotech companies. <laughs> this is it's very very difficult because it's widely known now that you can as cj hopkins says you can show the new normals all the evidence that you want regarding the manipulated pcr tests the fudged mortality data and on and on and on and it won't make the slightest degree of difference at the best what you'll get is a, a kind of a nod and a, yes that's very interesting thank you and then the person will just carry on exactly as they were so in a sense it's impossible to to, to force people out of this it's impossible to kind of get them to reason their way out of it i think all we can do is just keep adding our voices and keep putting our own message out as we're doing here not necessarily trying to, to ram it down anyone's throat but when people do start to realize that there is something amiss with this narrative and more and more people are coming to this realization now that the, the ineffectiveness of the so-called vaccines uh, to prevent transmission the incredible amount of harm that they are demonstrably doing and this is all backed up again by scientific evidence for those who are willing to look more and more people are starting to come out of the trance and what we do have on our side is that once people wake up once they do do a bit of independently minded research once they do see what's going on for themselves as the saying goes once 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 awake you stay awake so in other words even if let's say there's maybe 25 percent of the population who can see through this that proportion is only getting bigger who are these guys? This is the author, um, David Hughes, who wrote this article. And the reason I'm talking about it is because Sasha Laprovia, is that her? I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name. Laprovia. Um, has basically gone round and, uh, oh, Grafinos. 
<laughs> Graphing are spectacular. No. No, no, no. Can't do that. You need stronger scientific evidence. And you need people who aren't fucking cretins looking at the data. Not not fucking Bimbo Bailey's crew from uh, New Zealand. Where's she gone? Wow. They ain't helping. Sorry. And he is a uh, where was where was the paper? He is um, senior lecturer in international relations at the University of Lincoln. Now again, please let him write about the legislation. I'm all for it. I really am. But when he's publishing papers talking about self-assembling nanotechnology, <laughs> it's literally just blowing her foot off. Incrementally, now it might be a painfully slow process from our perspective in terms of seeing this awareness rise, but it is rising, and so the odds are actually over time on our side. But we do need things to happen a little bit quicker than they are happening because, meanwhile, the powers that be are pushing hard in the direction of central bank digital currencies, the whole green agenda, and so on. All of these are agreed, 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 agreed. Stick to writing about that. Agendas are interlocking, and just because the COVID agenda has taken a back seat in 2022, things are still moving forward. So we're reaching a moment of enormous social tensions, in my opinion, and I think the next few years will produce some really world historical transformations. Yes, I agree with you entirely. I often uh, tell my students that logic, at least since nine. I watch in uh, what was that Channel Four in the UK where you'd have that jerking head and it was sort of like the blocky 3D graphics. Oh God, what was that called? And they play like music and ah, uh, anyone in the chat? What was that called? And he would sort of stammer all the time. Max Headroom, thank 11. you. Logic, empirical evidence, empirical reality, experimental science has essentially been undermined by huge corporate interests. And this destruction of science, scientific rigor, the destruction of logic, pure logic, has helped the powers that be to completely control the narrative, to make the mediated reality into the reality that we once knew and cherished. And I think that the the number of screens that have appeared in society have helped reinforce the, the prevailing narrative. We can now pull screens out of our purses or pockets and attend to these these mainstream channels of discourse where we upload the only acceptable narrative the political reality it seems to me that with the destruction of logic and critical thinking that this has really helped to produce whole populations of people who can be satisfied in their their relative comfort you know comfortably numb and uh, this seems to be an acceptable state of affairs so uh, it does and i mean the thing to realize here is that this goes back a long way in time the idea of manipulating the unconscious of the public i mean you know, if you go back to, to what walter Lippmann was writing in the, in the 1920s if you read edward the as a propaganda. You think about these ideas of manufacturing or engineering consent. If you look at what Aldous Huxley was writing about getting people to, to 
of their servitude, what he called the next scientific dictatorship. In 1958, he wrote a book called Brave New World Revisited. And one of the points he makes in there is that democracy is premised on people being able to make rational decisions and having the necessary information available to do so. But already he was observing in 1957, uh, subliminal projection techniques were being used in cinemas. And he speculated in 1958, well, how easy would it be in the future to be using these kind of subliminal techniques, not just in cinemas, but in public transport, in waiting rooms, in hospitals, in schools. Of course, young and ill people, he claims, have the, the more susceptible minds. And this is the way thinking was going. I mean, this is over half a century ago. It's well over half a century ago. And he was envisaging a scientific dictatorship. And of course, this is all bound up with ideas of, of technocracy. So when we then fast forward to, let's say, the last decade or so, and the rise of the screens that you mentioned, and these screens themselves are designed to be chemically addictive. There was the Facebook executive who talked about the dopamine hits, which you get every time a notification comes up. So it's truly horrifying to go anywhere in society and see the majority of the population just glued to their phones. It could be a bus stop. It could be a cafe. It doesn't matter where you go. These things are everywhere. And people are literally addicted to them. And of course, if they are, if they've never come across the kind of information that, that you and I are discussing, they're probably addicted to, for example, Facebook news feeds. And they'll have no idea how their entire mind, their entire worldview is being controlled and manipulated because they will be given information which excludes certain things that the powers that be don't want us to know, that the information that is provided will be carefully managed and manipulated and biased in, in, in various ways. This is how it's done. This, this is how the minds of the masses are controlled in the present. And something you hear occasionally is, well, ditch the smartphone, ditch the smartphone. Well, people can't do it. And it's very interesting to me. And sometimes people say to me, well, join Signal, the secure communication channel. And I say, well, I'd, I'd love to, but it requires a smartphone to, to scan the, 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 the QR app. So I'm not going to do it. But I know quite a large number of people who are on Signal who are seeking to kind of bypass these methods. Oh, said QR. Yeah, hit that QR code down there, folks. Uh, more entertaining takes on... Uh... Sketches. The thing is, look, I agree with what he's saying about the social manipulation. I do. I do. It's just some flies in the ointment. But I know for a fact that they've got smartphones. So even the people who are critical of the narrative, even people who often see what's going on, still have the smartphones. So it shows you how almost impossible it's become for people to jettison these slave devices. Now, I got rid of mine in 2018, and you know, I, I haven't looked back. I'm capable of living with this as though it's still 2005. And my life goes on just fine. But of course, they're always seeking new ways to, to force you to get one of these things. And of course, you know, if it reaches a stage where you have to scan QR codes to enter buildings or go to work or perform basic tasks, that's how they'll get everyone. But it's far more dangerous than people realize, and it's utterly dystopian and utterly disturbing. That's a good point. Perhaps it can also be said that one of the difficulties, almost an insurmountable difficulty, is our pride. Standing our sense of pride in our ability, this tool has empowered us to such a degree that we can communicate to anyone almost at any time, rain or shine. And with that kind of communication, the power of that ability to communicate our perspectives to the masses comes a degree of pride. And I think that has quite a bit to do with this sense that we can't be manipulated, that we are engaging in the process of communicating to the masses worldwide at any time this is quite empowering and that feeling deceives us in a way that we come to believe that it's impossible for us to be manipulated to such a degree that we can't see the big lies that are afoot and this is one of the great challenges i was, I was reading a, a book from 1990 all about cults uh, written by an author whose surname is hassan and one of the little anecdotes he had in there related to a professor of psychology and uh, i think he was teaching about behavior modification so his students decided to play a prank on it and while he was lecturing every time he moved over to the right hand side of the room the students would appear kind of listless and disinterested and kind of start chatting between themselves and this kind of thing and every time he moved to the left of the room the students would become remarkably attentive and hang on his every word now he didn't consciously perceive that this was happening but it didn't take very long before his lecturing style involved him leaning against the left-hand wall for almost the entire lecture now this shows just how easy it is actually to manipulate people's psychology without them having any idea and this was 32 years ago but what's interesting is when the students then pointed it out to him in a light-hearted manner by the way do you realize what we've been doing in your course on behavior modification we've been modifying your behavior um he didn't kind of laugh and say ha, that's, that's brilliant well done he got really angry and again it comes back to this kind of visceral response and perhaps the pride thing that people don't want to believe that their thinking is so easily manipulated because we all like to think of ourselves as free agents nobody tells me what to think nobody tells me what to do i make my own choices i make my own decisions 
decisions in life? Well, yes, to some extent. But when you look at the behavioral, applied behavioral psychology literature and you come across concepts such as choice architecture, what you start to realize is that actually the, the kind of choices that you think you're making have actually been framed for you in a certain way in advance so that you are actually playing directly into the hands of the behavioral psychologists and, and governments. And you're really not as free as, as you might imagine. Now, I mean, that's a fairly simple psychological example. But when you then layer on all of the kinds of technology which has subsequently appeared and all of the uh, potential for hypnosis that that entails, I think this goes a long way to explaining why society seems to be so zombified and why so many people don't appear to be able to see through the narratives. They don't appear to be able to think for themselves. And this really, I think, is the, the key strength. Oh, look, look. Okay, I get it. I get it. The jump cuts are just driving me insane. I can't take it anymore. And um, there's a... Um, <laughs> if you click on the uh, interplis uh, interdisciplinary research uh, home channel, there's a part two to this. And um, <laughs> who do we find? Who do we find? Anyone remember this wench? Biomedical technology, uh, nanoscience, uh, nanomaterials. And we, we can see this uh, government-funded industry has a fairly long history, uh, dating back at least uh, two decades. I've gone back and looked at the research, and uh, I can see about 2000, 2001, there seemed to be a, uh, an official interest from government agencies to begin uh, researching uh, nanomaterials and uh, nanoscience. Nowadays, it appears as uh, many people are starting to talk about uh, nanomaterials. It seems to be a topic of uh, polite conversation, also a topic of real concern for people. I was uh, shocked, in fact, when I started looking at the uh, literature carefully and uh, the how the literature intersects with uh, other literatures in emerging uh, technologies and biomedical research. So from your perspective, as a medical professional, what are your main concerns as you become uh, more aware of the nanomaterials or the nanostructures uh, and their observed self-assembly in uh, vitro? So this is a very new phenomenon that I've become aware of, particularly in regards to the rollout of the C-19 injectables. And Anyone remember her? What was, what was it called? She's she's communing with spirits to do her healing. Ranfan? <laughs> Fuck! I can't remember now. What was it called? Oh, I have to find out. But <laughs> and she's that she's the one that's talking about all these materials jumping in and out of uh, quantum states. Um. You ain't looking at quantum states down a fucking light microscope. Sorry. Uh, yeah, look, there's the link still. Uh, uh, what was her thing? Ramtha. That's right. Based upon teachings by Ramtha, the enlightened one. <laughs> a fair is a like. 30,000 year old spirit. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, rap. <laughs> I want spirit, where is it? Uh, yeah, uh, it claims to. Uh, the school was established in 1988 by Jay Z Knight. He claims to channel a 35,000 year old being called Rampha the Enlightened One. Fuck, 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 Ah, sometimes I come across a bit angry, you know, it's just, it's frustration because <laughs> I do think we're in an existential struggle. <laughs> well, I've got a fight next to Ramfan, the enlightened one, Ramtha, sorry. 
Um, I'm going to do the neuroscience real quick. Uh, Omicron BA5 infects human brain organoids and is neuroinvasive and lethal in humanized K18 ACE2 mice. Uh, let's see. Let's pull up the PDF. Um, nothing new here except that Omicron, which was considered uh, a relatively mild infection, and that was two modifications to the furin cleavage site, well, BA5 gets them back. So, uh, wow, something, another uh, little fly in the ointment with respect to uh, swarm <laughs> dynamics has uh, pushed out recently <laughs> so a frequently repeated premises the viruses evolved to become less pathogenic this appears also to be true for SARS-CoV-2 although increased levels of immunity in human populations make it difficult to distinguish between reduced intrinsic pathogenicity and increasing protective immunity the reduced pathogenicity of Omicron B01 sublineage compared to earlier variants is well described and appears to be due to utilized or reduced utilization of TMPRRS2 that this reduced pathogenicity remains true for Omicron BA5 was recently reported. In sharp contrast, we show that BA5 isolate was significantly more pathogenic in K18 HS2 mice uh, than BA1 isolate, with BA5 infection showing increased neurovirulence, encephalitis and mortality, similar to that seen for an original ancestral isolate. BA5 also infected human cortical brain organoids to a greater extent than BA1, an original ancestral isolate. Neurons were the target of infection with increasing evidence of neuron infection in COVID-19 patients. Da, da, da. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> so, you know, this is uh, one of those concerns that um, I have. And, you know, we're, we're not going to find out the consequences of this because of the chronic nature of uh, the neurological presentations, I would argue. Now, you know, maybe it's ripping through China and uh, causing all kinds of uh, mayhem. We don't know. We don't know. Um, we can merely dip our toe into the uh, the videos that are coming out and we have to take them with a rather large pinch of salt at the moment. So... Uh, anyway, so where was I? These results argue that while Omicron virus may be associated with reduced respiratory symptoms, BA5 shows increased neurovirulence compared to earlier Omicron subvariants. Now, um, let's just in terms of the pathology and the impact on the brain, I don't think we're going to see anything new here. But um, there we see. Uh, BA5, and I'm guessing these are uh, staining for spike protein and lighting up uh, neurons, hippocampus, hypothalamus, basal ganglia as well. And do, 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 looks like blood vessel. Uh, very similar to the uh, autopsy pictures from Professor Burkhardt. microglial activation yep all, all stuff that we've seen like I say nothing nothing new in terms of what I've been discussing for the last five years except we've got now a hypertransmissible immune evading vaccine evading variant that um, is focused on targeting the central nervous system now you know from an evolutionary perspective why might that be well again the 
brain being the immunoprivileged region it is, why wouldn't the virus lean into that environment if it can uh, if it can get in? So less uh, less respiratory pneumonia, uh, more more COVID zombies, and this. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish it wasn't the case, and we should have to see how it relates in the epidemiological data. Uh, I would say right now we don't know. I would I would hope that um, the immune system, being what it is, uh, is going to adapt. Um, we have to we have to come to terms with this new pathogen in the environment, and the immunological bleaching that occurs via continued exposure to gene transfection. I believe is a poor strategy long term. All right, so I think whatever happened to prions. Well, he, 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 you're looking at the um, pathophysiological basis for prion formation. Once you get in the brain, once you form the inflammation, we know that the spike protein is amyloidogenic. That's that's your prion proteinaceous infectious particle, misfolded proteins. And we know that it impacts uh, tau and uh, alpha-synuclein and um, what did I miss? Uh, it's late. I'll remember the others another time. Um, but if you want to read this paper, um, there it is. Uh, again, I don't think we learn anything really new about pathology just i guess be on your toes about the um what the virus is doing to your brain and you know get yourself into a state where you you're able to um combat it um <laughs> stop smoking stop stop sucking I'm, i've decided uh i'm i'm sort of going off this thing now i can go back to mints uh right so yeah i hope that answered your question um has any new sequencing data come out from China from current isolates? No, they're not doing sequencing. They're not publishing anything. And again, put yourself, you've got to put yourself in the paradigm of biological warfare right now. I think that's the uh, most logical um, framework in which to operate right now. And it is what it is, folks. Uh, deal with it. Find a way to deal with it. <laughs> All right, uh, let me just check if uh, there's been any uh, donos. Um, no, all right. Uh, so I'm out of here. I will see you guys in the next one. It's 3.30 in the morning. I want to get to bed. Um, yes, continue to enjoy your Christmas holidays. I will be back uh, soon, no doubt. And <laughs> just, I think... I think I'm going to be spending a few weeks focusing on this, hammering this home. <laughs> they want your genetic material and they want your physiological responses mapped on. They want their corporate advantage. All right. Uh, I am out of here. God bless. Take care. Uh, Merry Christmas. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that all line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers! 
I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear it's not fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually saying. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throws you my fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking praying for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lily. All them five. This guy. Let up! 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 Let up!